Hey, Knicks fans! Welcome to Warm Takes with Bench. I'm your host, Bench. And today we're going to be talking about a few things that have been occurring on Knicks Twitter. First off, I do not understand the slander, the hate, the amount of vitriol that I hear about former Nick, former first round draft pick, former baguette man, Frank Nilakina. Now, if I might be quite honest, I loved Frank. I loved the energy he brought. And while I still believe that he may be a Sean Livingston's type in the future, it's okay for him not to be on the Knicks at the moment. I still believe that he could have a role in this league. But the amount of hate, the amount of discontent is out of hand. Especially because this kid was once our hope, our future, our that cornerstone type of point guard that we have always wanted and hoped for. He was that one kid that possibly could have been that. And it seems to me that a lot of these Knicks fans, or quote-unquote Knicks fans, that want to say, Oh yeah, I told you so, buddy. I told you so. Look at Frank. He sucks dick. <laughs> well, you know what, motherfucker? You might have a small little dick that, honestly speaking... Sounds, you're very insecure if you're still talking about a guy who's not even on the roster anymore because we renounced his rights and then essentially still try to bash him and the people that have supported him as fans should support their players unless they do any kind of misgivings like as a Ben Simmons type. But nonetheless, I don't understand what everyone's big deal is against Frank Nilakina. Like, straight up, do y'all have like some type of insecurity? Did he like did he fuck some of your girls or or what is it? I know he's one of the better looking NBA players. I know he just won an Olympic medal. And I know for a fact he could rip all y'all up in ball if he wanted to. But the fact is is that y'all gotta stop hating on Frank because that shit is more done than the freaking cooked cheeseburger on a fucking grill on a 90 degree morning and it's just ridiculous it is so ridiculous like y'all better take all this damn circle drinking you guys are doing about hitting on frank trying to sound smarter than you are and then just take all that circle jerking and then just jerk it on and off each other you know create your own group chats or whatnot like we're done it's okay frank is not on the knicks you guys don't have to speak of him. Hell, Frank supporters still love and praise the kid, but we don't talk about him as much as y'all talk about hating him. And it's just getting a little weird at this point. I just need to bring that out there. Secondly, now that that's gone out of the way, let's talk about Summer League. Now, Summer League's been a bit of a doozy for the Knicks. And man, do I love about what's going on with the Knicks' young core at the moment. Obi Toppin looking like Julius Randle Jr. Emmanuel Quickly, who is honestly speaking, looking levels above all these other kids that are playing in Summer League. And he's honestly killing it. Like, we'll get into the debate about him being a point guard or not. Spoiler alert, he is. But... Realistically speaking, I am liking what I'm seeing from what the Knicks' current draft choices are. That said, we should not take so much of what we're seeing as a fact. 
Because I know, I know, I'm in a group chat myself. I know for a fact that y'all are going to overhype the shit out of our rookies. And when regular season comes, when they have to play actual NBA players, that's... We need to actually see that happen and then see who really is a good NBA player and who might not be and what what possible ceilings are there. You don't ever cap a ceiling on a rookie at all. You don't even do it in their sophomore year. Third year, you're kind of like, okay, we don't even know what this guy is. Fourth year is, all right, have they shown anything? What's good with this? Maybe they can improve, maybe not, etc., etc., etc. That being said, let's please... Just try to temper our expectations. That's all I want to hear. That's like, that's all I really want. We're we'll, we're gonna overhype shit. Um. So yeah, let's get into it. So first up, um, I do not think Jericho Sims will be the starting center. I mean, maybe he will be, but at the moment, some of y'all are kind of wilding about Jericho Sims. Looking as if he's coming out of a simulation and looking like a video character with how he jumps. That is true. He is extremely athletic. He needs to develop better hands and instincts. But as of right now, some of y'all want to make him a starting center or make this se- make him the center of our future. But, and I get it, Mitchie's injury concerns and whatever rumors there are out there about him. It's, it's there. But... Can we just, like, pump the brakes just a little bit? He's a freak athlete, but he's a two-way contract rookie. He wasn't, like, come on, man. Like, the last time we had a two-way rookie that really impressed us was, and drumroll, please. um, I wish I had a drumroll. I think it was Alonzo Trier. Someone correct me if I'm wrong. But, yeah, we all know how that turned out. And I'm not saying that Jericho Sims will be another Trier, but... Let's just temper our expectations and bump the brakes. He's looking solid, but I need to see how he does against other big-bodied centers like DeAndre Ayton or freaking Rudy Gobert. You know, I want to see him against other good-caliber um, centers. And I don't think Mitch, like if Jericho Sims does well, I don't honestly think that he will take Mitch's starting center position anytime soon. That is because I still believe in Mitch. I'm saying he has injury concerns, but I do think everyone's jumping the gun and saying that we should trade Mitch for this kid. So, yeah. um, Jericho Sims, let's just pump the brakes a bit, guys. Next up, Miles Deuce McBride. I've seen a tweet that says, Oh, Miles Deuce McBride is what everyone will bring me. Look at be. Bro, <clears throat> let's just, like, I get what everyone's saying. I get where everyone's coming from, especially from, like, the point guard standpoint. You know, like, oh, we want a point guard that can play really good defense and hit threes and be aggressive. But this is summer league, y'all. And, look, let, let's back it up, actually. Remember Kevin Knox's summer league? He looked like freaking Giannis. We thought we had a young star, a young stud, a cornerstone to the franchise that, you know, that that's going to, you know, set us up for the future. 
Yeah, he's currently fighting for minutes in his third, going into his fourth year, and his only reliable skill at the moment is um, shooting threes, and even then, it's kind of uh, inconsistent, and all the things about his motor issues and all that, yeah, and he kind of looks like a dumb. See, that's what I'm talking about. We shouldn't overhype ourselves during Summer League. We really shouldn't, and I think... I get it, Frank is quote-unquote a low bar for, you know, what is acceptable in the Knicks fandom for a point guard. And it seems as though Miles McBride has been showing a lot of what we wanted Frank to be. But I I need to see him in actual competition. That's just the main thing I'm going It's great that we have a point guard that has a 6'8 wingspan as 6'2. And it... That that's great. He could he could shoot some mid range. He can get aggressive. He um we've seen him set up some half court offense. You know, and his defense is pretty great so far, at least against to the C and D Lakers squad. But again, we need to see this live in the NBA. Let's just slow it down, y'all. I I don't want to get any hopes up, but I like what I see from Deuce. He's he's looking real good. So, but I don't want to... Nah, let's just... Let's relax, y'all. Relax like the circle jerk. Um, Quentin Grimes, though. It seems though I've seen a few tweets and comments on Reddit, of course, saying that maybe Quentin Grimes might be a bust. I disagree because he looks to be a... 3-and-D um, wing type of guy who blew everyone away at the Combine but hasn't shown a lot of what he's made of in the Summer League. And it seems to me that he'll probably look better, like, comparatively speaking, with actual NBA players. Not to say that OB and IQ aren't actual NBA players and Wayne Selden for some reason, but... I think playing with guys like Alec Burks, Julius Randle, Kemba Walker, Derrick Rose, Taj Gibson, and actual guys have been in the league for a minute and know what they're doing will make Grimes pop off a little bit more, mainly because it seems as though his game relies like on a little bit more of a veteran, oh, I know what the fuck I'm doing type of shit. So... Yeah, I don't think anyone should get so alarmed, so crazy about Quentin Grimes just not looking like a fantastical all-NBA star in Summer League of all times. So, yeah, that's Quentin Grimes, you know. Let's be patient, please, please. And then we have, I mean, who else am I missing, really? I went through Quentin Grimes. I went through McBride, and I went through Sims. Rokas, um, what's his, his, his full name, and I'm doing this without looking anything up. Rokas Jokobitis. I remember that because Roku, the television platform, and then Goku, the Dragon Ball Z character. Everyone should watch anime, by the way. Rokas seems like a, a stash. I kind of like what I see, but you could tell he's very raw. And so I don't think he's ready for the league just yet. Um, granted, you know, everyone was going crazy about Ign- Ignis Bezdinkis, 
um, way back when, and he did not pan out, so... I I don't know what to expect from Rokas. Maybe he will be on the team far longer than Iggy was. But, and maybe will be more productive, but I'm not going to make any kind of take about Rokas. Like, I think he's a a stash guy. That's really what we're talking about when it comes to Rokas. Um, I love his name, though. <laughs> I love his name. Um, we've seen some passing skills from him. But it seems as though his handle hasn't gone quite there yet, comparatively speaking to Miles, who seems as though he has a decent handle. Um, something that a lot of people have like complained about Frank, who quote unquote doesn't have a good handle, but you know, like it's whatever at this point. But yeah, Rokas is definitely a uh, stash guy slash devel- uh, developmental guy. That's just my opinion. I'm not going to do any hot takes with him. But um, onward to the next segment, which goes into player development. What kind of... What what are the Knicks building? And um, personally speaking, I'm going to go into my thoughts with that. So I said that I would mention uh, player development and, you know, how would that affect the Knicks' current plan. Nobody truly knows the undertakings of the Leon Rose front office. You know, we go silent like lasagna. I'm not a huge fan of lasagna. I know it's a sin, a cardinal sin, but, you know, like, I'm good on that, y'all. But, um, yeah, no one knows what Leon Rose, Brock Allers, or Walt Perrin and Scott Perry's plan is for this Knicks team. But... To me, it seems as though that we are not going to go big name, big game hunting. What it seems like to me, personally, is that we are going to target younger stars. That, like, think about it. Kevin Durant, LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard, and James Harden, and, you know, I'm blanking out on names, but... All of those guys, Steph Curry, why the fuck did I forget Steph Curry? But all of those guys, you know what they all have in common? They all are in their 30s and have some type of injury history. So let let me just, let me be honest here. Damian Lillard is in his 30s already. Would it make sense to trade the farm for him? For a guy who potentially might not be a top 10 guy or, you know, is a top 15 guy. I do not think so. And I think the Knicks also agree on that point as well. Now, if Damian Lillard was very cheap, like dirt cheap, like dirt cheap, I think the Knicks will go for it. But this is what I think the Knicks plan is. They're not going to follow the Los Angeles Lakers route. I mean, if they could, they, you know, I don't know if they should. But, um, I think their plan is more in the along the lines of Toronto Raptors and what they did a couple years ago, trading DeMar DeRozan to, for Kawhi Leonard, and then they used him as a way to push themselves through that barrier that they've always missed the championship window and they got a championship out of it. So essentially what I'm saying is that 
The Knicks, they want to develop their guys. Have cheap, cost-controlled contracts surrounding the core of, I guess, Julius Randle, R.J. Barrett, maybe Emmanuel Quigley, maybe Mitchell Robinson. Form a good competitive playoff team while getting good vets around whatever whoever they draft and then follow the Raptors route and possibly either A, go into free agency because it's New York, you can, it's not Toronto, it's New York, so you can get someone based upon free agency. B, you um, trade for them and that's where contracts like Maryland's Noel, Evan Fournier, Alec Burks, and even Derek Rose himself, and whoever else except for the core group of guys come into play and you have enough trade assets in terms of players and draft picks, you know, you have enough to get a one top ten guy that could lead your core of hopefully maybe Julius Randle still a top 25 guy and then R.J. Barrett who hopefully you hope will ascend. I think that's the main goal here. And I do not believe that we will be aiming for anyone that's in their 30s or anyone that's part of that this generation of, you know, LeBron, Damian Lillard, Steph's generation, and we're going to go younger. Because I think what the Knicks truly value at the moment is not just cap flexibility, but more so the fact that they want to build something sustainable, like recycling. <laughs> they want to build something sustainable, something that has a great foundation, something that's like they want they they want to be like what the Warriors did with their foundation, drafting really well and then continuing on with the player development, then get a big free agent, or similarly to what the Raptors did, they did develop Lowry, they did develop Demar, they did develop. Pascal, they did develop OG, um, you know, and then have those guys either break out and have enough for a big trade, but not giving up their entire core. I think that's what the Knicks' ultimate plan is. Because you could do what the Clippers and go all in, but that's because it, the Clippers were desperate. Same thing with the Nets. Because if we're being honest, um, both of those franchises are still considered little brother franchises that compared to their counterparts. And it seems like they need to go big or go home because they won't sell as many tickets. Maybe the Clippers would actually because of who they had in the past and Balmer. But I don't think for a fact that the Nets would even be remotely as popular as they are now that without their like going for a big swing. You know, they know that the only time to really go for a big swing, the only way for them to eclipse and build a good market around themselves is for a big swing. Meanwhile, the Lakers and the Knicks, they have built-in fan bases, generations of fans going from your grandfather to your father, to your mama, to your sis, to your aunt, to you. You know, we have generations of fans, and that's kind of that kind of gives us a leg up just in terms of like we don't need to build our brand we don't need to prove ourselves you know maybe the Knicks less so but the Lakers most definitely and you don't need to you don't need that 
bigger pressure. Because I think just being in the playoffs, especially for the Knicks and even the Lakers, just being there, it'll garner so much attention from free agents, from players around the league, from coaches around the league. They really admire those two franchises. There's, there's just no way of not saying it. And personally, I think that that's what the Knicks want to do. They want to focus on player development, getting more, getting good assets, getting guys developed, looking nice for other teams, maybe, or even looking as if that these guys become our core performers in playoff series and maybe eventual championship contending team. I don't think, unless Damian Lillard is cheap, that they're going to go for Damian Lillard. But they are going to go for the guys that are younger. And one guy in particular is best friend with one of, of our cornerstone franchise player, young player, R.J. Barrett, and that is Zion Williamson. I guarantee you right now, and as an aside, thank you David Griffin for pushing Zion Williamson towards New York. Because, for some reason, and I love Devontae Graham, but you signed Devontae Graham on a good deal. But you really gave up Lonzo Ball. You gave up a first-round pick. Like, I don't even remember who else they signed. Um, I remember Garrett Temple's there now. Um, Pretty big signing. And, yeah, it's like... You're failing to build around Zion, and Zion doesn't even like it there according to reports by The Athletic. And it's not doing you any favors by doing this, David Griffin. So thank you for for pushing Zion out, getting him further to pushing out of New Orleans and coming to maybe New York. Thank you for that. Because I think that's what the Knicks are going to go for. They're going to go for the younger stars who they could pair up with R.J. Barrett in the long term and then see if they could actually make moves because they want to be a good basketball team because that's how you start getting eyes on you. And with that said, Julius Randle, he took a great contract with the Knicks. He helped us out financially. We got Kemba Walker on a great deal. Evan Fournier probably is not an overpay anymore because his deals are not guaranteed on the last year, but... I genuinely believe that being a good basketball team, especially in the playoffs, being competent will garner a lot more attention just by being in a bigger market, unlike the Nets. And that's just my OD to what the Knicks are doing. We're we're basically building ourselves up culturally, trade assets, even just you know, just building up as an organization. And then being a competent basketball team. And then maybe when the time is right, we strike. Maybe Conte Towns becomes available. Zion Williamson, of course. Maybe a Devin Booker, Donovan Mitchell. Etc, etc. We're waiting on that one young star that is on the precipice of entering their prime and pairing them up with R.J. Barrett, Julius Randle, maybe even Emmanuel Quickly and Mitchell Robinson. I firmly believe that's the current plan. And I don't think going for short-term gain, like old Hooper-level mentality, is the way. Because it's not. You're lost. Get laid. 